listening to the Simple Worship Podcast, recorded each week at University Christian Church in Fort Worth, Texas. To learn more about our services, ministries, and outreach opportunities, please visit universitychristian.org. So if you've been here um, for the past month or so, you know we've taken this long trip through the first chapter of the book of Mark. And um, last week, the lectionary, which is the assigned readings for each week, jumped us ahead, was going to skip that one last story. And I said, no, we're going we're gonna to do this last story in the book of Mark. You're not going to believe this. The lectionary takes us back to Mark chapter 1 again this week, to the story of Jesus' baptism and his temptation in the wilderness. And I was like... I'm not going to do that. <laughs> We've already talked about. But um, the story of Jesus' temptation is something that's very connected with the season of Lent. And the season of Lent began on Wednesday with Ash Wednesday service. And um, so we are going to talk about the temptation of Jesus, but from a different gospel. Because the gospel of Matthew fleshes out that story a little bit. You may remember in Mark's gospel it just said, Jesus went into the wilderness and was tempted for 40 days. It's almost a passing thought, but Matthew's gospel fleshes that out a little bit. So we're going to um, take a look at that story today. This season of Lent is 40 days. It's a 40-day journey, not counting the Sundays. Um, It's a preparation. It's a time of sort of repentance or penitence, which are words that sometimes carry baggage, but it just simply means to get back on the right track, not in the I'm an awful person kind of way, but turning back toward a healthier relationship with God. So we've got this story of the temptation of Jesus is how it's normally titled in our Bibles, uh, that he was fasting for 40 days after his baptism in the wilderness. It probably wasn't exactly 40 days. 40 is a big number in the Bible, a significant number in the Bible. Um, remember when Noah was in the flood, that was 40 days and 40 nights. And Moses fasted on the mountain for 40 days waiting for the commandments. And the Israelites wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. So it's, this, it's a significant number in the Bible. And so that's one of the reasons that we also make the season of Lent 40 days. So... This story of Jesus' temptation is read almost every year at the beginning of Lent. And so this is from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Let me scoot y'all up just a little bit, Zoomers. There you go. I didn't have a head on the Zoomer um, thing, so disembodied voice. All right, here are these words from Matthew. This is after his baptism. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. 
Jesus said to him, again, it is written, do not put your Lord, the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor and said to him, all these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him. And suddenly angels came and waited on him. So this idea of temptation, there's just so much of it <laughs> surrounding us every minute of the day, it seems like. Probably the biggest temptation I've ever faced was when I was in college and almost dropped out of college because I had the opportunity to be the assistant manager at a convenience store chain where I had been working my way through school. And I was just so tired of not having money and so tired of having a ratty car and not having money to do fun things with my friends. And it just was a constant struggle. And so I had this opportunity and my parents couldn't talk me out of it. Nobody could talk me out of it until the manager at the store where I had been working um, kind of gave me a, a kick and uh, told me how things were. And not that that would have been a bad decision. There wasn't anything wrong with that job. But... She helped me see that for me it was short-sighted. Um, it was a short, a short-term solution to the problem when I had other goals, and so I'm thankful to her for that. But it seems like there's always something nagging at us: eat this, or drink that, or buy that. My kryptonite is a McDonald's billboard. When I see, <laughs> I can smell those fries on that billboard. And I saw one the other day for a fish fillet sandwich. I don't even like fish. <laughs> and I wanted that fish fillet sandwich. I always get the double quarter pounder with cheese at McDonald's. All right. Well, that's why I love this story of Jesus' temptation so much. Um, God's voice had just proclaimed that Jesus was the Son of God after he came up from his baptism. You are my Son in whom I am well pleased. The Holy Spirit had descended upon him. And now he's in the wilderness. This could have been an opportunity for Jesus to sort of think of his own importance. You know, to have heard this voice, to have seen the Holy Spirit descend upon him. We don't know what happened during that 40 days or however long it was that Jesus fasted. But we do know at the end of that time he was really, really hungry. And that put him in a, in a vulnerable position. So in his moment of vulnerability, here comes the devil or the tempter with an interesting offer. You're hungry, you're the son of God, here's some stones, make bread out of them. I think the devil had a snooty tone when he said that too, like, if you're God's son, make bread out of these stones, prove it. And that Jesus says that he replied, the scripture says that Jesus replied with scripture. One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That makes it sound like Jesus responded immediately. But I always think that maybe Jesus had to take a minute and think about this option. Um, he was hungry. He had spent a long time not eating. And he had the ability to turn those stones into bread and sort of show the devil what's what. Yeah, I can do this. Um, later he would 
take a little bit of bread and turn it into enough bread to feed thousands. But in this moment, that miracle would have been self-serving and not in service to others. And so Jesus pulled out of his toolbox of Scripture, recognizing that food is important, but trusting in God is more important. And then the tempter was not done with him. The temptations continued. And I think, I like to think about Jesus pondering each one of these. Um, because if he didn't consider it, then they weren't temptations. Um, you can't be tempted by something that you don't want. Like, you could never tempt me with mayonnaise. <laughs> 40 days. Still not eating it. Um, so the devil takes Jesus to the top of the temple. Says, okay, you like to quote scripture. Here's a scripture for you. Throw yourself down. Because the scripture says that the angels will catch you. You won't even hit your foot on a stone. And I wonder if Jesus thought, hmm, wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be a way for me to start this ministry? Hey, everybody, watch this. See what I can do? Now come follow me. But Jesus, uh, again, pulls from his knowledge of Scripture and his deep faith. He's not going to make a public display of his power. So he refuses. Now up to the mountaintop. And Satan says, just forget about this God business. Worship me and all of this will be ours. You have adoration of everybody and I like to think that Jesus did not consider this one for very long but just immediately said be gone I worship and serve God alone I read an article this week that said that food simplistic thinking and self-importance are the three things that Jesus was tempted by here um, and traps that we might fall into as well. But Jesus sees through those traps. He's not going to let the tempter make him give himself up for the sake of fulfilling physical desires. Um, he's not going to let the tempter narrow his understanding of God. And he's not going to grab influence and power uh, the way humans sort of seem designed to want to do that. I read another quote. I love this so much. Audrey West, theologian, said, No place is so desolate, so distant, or so challenging that Jesus has not already been there. No test or temptation is so great that Jesus has not already overcome it. I love that idea of Jesus knows how we feel. Jesus knows what we face. Jesus knows what it feels like to struggle with real temptation. And so we can have this trust in Jesus to support us and strengthen us and know what we feel like when we face these temptations and help get allow him to help us through those times of temptation. So I think it's such a gift for us to hear this story every year at the beginning of the season of Lent, the story of Jesus in the wilderness being tempted. 
every year in the season of Lent, we get an opportunity to correct course, uh, to reset our intentions on our spiritual life and our, our focus on God and to be strengthened by God's word, hearing, reading God's word so that we have that toolbox of scripture to support us when we struggle, to trust in Jesus, to help us along the way, and to help each other along the way. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Simple Worship Podcast. If you enjoyed today's sermon, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with others. To learn more, please visit universitychristian.org.